Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM, podcast, radio. Vinyl Vibrations is musical exploration into sounds and grooves from artists that produce their works on vinyl records. Vinyl records in commercial form date back to 1948 with the first 12-inch LPs, followed in 1958 with the first stereo LP, and into the 60s and 70s, the golden age of vinyl. Even today, some artists produce on vinyl records. Music media formats have come and gone from the old reel-to-reel stereotype to the 8-track tape, to the audio cassette, the CD, the digital musical file format, file sharing and downloading, and next, the music cloud. The vinyl LP has stood the test of time, still very playable. They are durable. Vinyl Records captures a rich period in pop, rock, jazz, and classical music history. In each show, I explore difference makers, differentiators, things that have made the artist's work unique and timeless. I'm your host, Brian Frederick, here on Vinyl Vibrations. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM. Podcast. Radio. In today's Vinyl Vibrations podcast, I toured some LP records that showcase guitarist greats in the emerging jazz fusion music era. These performances are found on Vinyl LP, and today's show is called Guitarists, Jazz Fusion Greats, today on Vinyl Vibrations. today's podcast of guitarists, Jazz Fusion Greats, we will hear jazz and jazz fusion guitarists from the period 1960 to 1977, including Charlie Bird, Wes Montgomery, Frank Zappa, Mahavishnu John McLaughlin, Pat Metheny, Larry Coriel, Philip Catherine, and Al Demiola. examples of guitarists playing various forms of jazz leading up to the emerging jazz rock fusion genre of the 1970s. These are LP records produced in the 1960s and 70s. We'll hear influences of Gypsy Jazz and Reinhardt, Ear Train Montgomery, Zany Zappa, Mahavishnu McLaughlin, Modal Matheny, and Elegant Gypsy Demiola as composers of the songs in this podcast here on Vinyl Vibrations. So let's start today's show, Jazz Fusion Greats, with Charlie Bird. Charlie Bird was born in Suffolk, Virginia in 1925. He was an American guitarist playing bossa nova, Brazilian jazz, Latin jazz, and swing. Bird played fingerstyle on a classical guitar. His father was a mandolinist and guitarist and taught him how to play the acoustic steel guitar at 10. Later in World War II in the U.S. Army, Bird was stationed in Paris in 1945 when he played in an Army Special Services band. Bird's greatest influence was the gypsy guitarist Django Reinhardt, whom he saw perform in Paris. 
The song we're hearing in the background, Nuages, is one of the best-known compositions by Django Reinhardt. Reinhardt recorded about 13 versions of the song, and today it is a jazz standard and a main portion of the gypsy swing repertoire. It was originally an instrumental piece. Without further ado, we now hear the Charlie Bird Trio, the song Nuages by Django Reinhardt, produced and recorded on Riverside in 1960. Charlie Bird. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM, podcast, radio.
incredible jazz guitar of Wes Montgomery, the song Four on Six, composed by Wes Montgomery, produced in 1960 on Riverside. The personnel included Tommy Flanagan on piano, Percy Heath on bass, Albert Heath on drums, and Wes Montgomery on electric guitar. Instead of using a guitar pick, Montgomery played the guitar strings with his thumb. 
This technique created a mellow, expressive tone. Dozens of imported castanets, clutched by the horrible suction of its heavy-duty hose, waving with marginal erotic abandon in the midnight autumn air. Zappa's electric guitar work is strong here. The song has a jazz format with formal beginning and ending and an extended improvisation midsection, giving Zappa a long runway to show his colorful Wawa compressed guitar style. This marries up well with the Wawa electric alto sax of the Underwood. Zappa was innovative with his use of tone control, alternating between high distortion and sustain to Wawa pedal effects. Zappa would open his show with this slow and very deliberate piece with an elegant lead melody line. Zappa was 30 at the time of this recording. Three years later, Chunga's Revenge was recorded by Parisian Tango Revival Content Project for their 2001 debut album, La Revancha del Tango. And now, Frank Zappa and Chunga's Revenge. <laughs> Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM. Podcast. Radio.
Vishnu Orchestra with Birds of Fire and the song Open Country Joy, composed by John McLaughlin, produced on Columbia Records, 1973. This is an example from the first Mahavishnu Orchestra lineup. This ensemble recorded two records with Columbia between 1971 and 1973. This is the second and last album with that lineup. The band's original lineup featured Mahavishnu John McLaughlin on acoustic and electric guitars, Billy Cobham on drums, Rick Laird on bass guitar, Jan Hammer on electric and acoustic piano and synth, and Jerry Goodman on violin. This was a multinational group, McLaughlin being from England, Cobham from Panama, Hammer from Prague, Goodman from Chicago, and Laird from Dublin. McLaughlin and Cobham met while performing and recording with Miles Davis during the Bitches Brew sessions. In a word, this song, Open Country Joy, is elegant. With a simple melody and theme, the sound is a blend of genres, the high-volume electrified rock sound pioneered by Jimi Hendrix. with the familiar and relaxing sound of jangly guitar chords of John McLaughlin, reminiscent of the bird sound. Then add in the beautiful electric violin work of Jerry Goodman. The pastoral mode continues for just over a minute. Frank Zappa and Chunga's Revenge, 1970. Next up is Pat Metheny and Bright Size Life. The song Missouri Uncompromised, composed by Pat Metheny, produced on ECM Records in 1976. Personnel on this album include Pat Metheny on 6 and 12 string guitars, 
Jaco Pastorius on the fretless bass, and Bob Moses on drums. that defined a very exciting time in Pan Matheny's early career. He was 21, and although he had been recording earlier, Bright Size Life was his first big album. The album was not produced on an American label, but on a German label, ECM Records, and recorded in Ludwigsburg, West Germany, in 1976. All songs were Missouri uncompromised. Thank you. 
touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM, podcast, radio. Philip Catherine, the album Twin House, Guitar Duos, the song Mortgage on Your Soul, written by Keith Jarrett, produced WEA Music, 1977, in Hamburg. The personnel on this album are Larry Coriel and Philip Catherine on acoustic guitars. The song Mortgage on My Soul, Wawa, is a Keith Jarrett composition from his 1971 Atlantic album, Birth. In this arrangement of Mortgage, the song is actually misnamed on the Twin House album as Mortgage on Your Soul. The Twin House version 
is played as an acoustic guitar duo. In opening the song, they played the same bass line in unison, while the third guitar, which is Coriel overdubbed, takes the first solo. came into prominence in 1967 with the Gary Burton Quartet and is still an active jazz guitar performer today with his signature fiery guitar sound. Catherine is from Brussels and, like Coriel, draws his influences from Charlie Christian and Django Reinhardt. This track was recorded in London in 1977 by WEA Music, GMBH, and released by Electra Warner Records. And before that, we heard Pat Metheny and Bright Size Life, the song Missouri Uncompromised, composed by Metheny, 1976, ECM Records. Next we hear Aldemiola and the album Elegant Gypsy Suite and the song by the same title, produced by Columbia Records in 1977 by Aldemiola. Elegant Gypsy Suite is the second album by jazz fusion guitarist Aldemiola, born in 1954 in Jersey City, New Jersey. At age 17, in 1971, he enrolled in the Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. In 1974, he joined Chick Corea's band, Return to Forever, and played with the band until a major lineup shift in 1976 forced Di Miola out. In 1977, Di Miola was just 23, and the elegant Gypsy Suite was recorded as a studio album, which he self-produced. genre is Latin jazz, jazz fusion. Demiola was still a member of Return to Forever at the time of this recording. No wonder the sound of the Gypsy Sweet piece is remarkably similar with Return to Forever's Chick Corea leading on keyboards compared to Jan Hammer on Gypsy. Returns Bill Connors guitar compared to Al Demiola and Return to Forever's Stanley Clark on bass as compared here to Anthony Jackson. distinctive, though not a virtuoso, sound to his guitar artistry. One of his techniques is his sweep picking technique, in which he produces a rapid and specific series of notes with a fluid sound, evident in his lead work here. Here's an example of sweep picking. Sweep picking is a form of shred guitar. Elegant Gypsy Suite delivers a fusion of rock and Latin jazz with lightning-fast unison playing between Hammer, Demiola, and drummer Steve Gadd. Personnel on this album included Al Demiola, Anthony Jackson on bass guitar, Jan Hammer on keyboards and synth, and Steve Gadd on drums. And now, Elegant Gypsy Suite by Al Demiola.
Don't Touch That Dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM, podcast, radio. We heard Elegant Gypsy Suite, composed by Aldemiola, produced by Aldemiola, and released on Columbia Records, 1977. That's it for today's show. Guitarists, jazz fusion greats on Vinyl Vibrations. Stay subscribed for more episodes of this free podcast. This is your host, Brian Frederick, saying see you on the next podcast episode of Vinyl Vibrations. Guitarists, jazz fusion greats on Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM.